Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Trip, joined as always by Evan. Follow us on Twitter at the Daily Wolves at Not D Wolfson. Very, very, very special guest in the building today. Grady, Michael Grady, new play by play guy for the Wolves at Grady on Twitter. If you don't follow him already, you should be coming from Brooklyn. Michael, really appreciate you hopping on, man. Oh, good to be with you guys, man. Trip, Evan, I appreciate you and uh, good to be on. Good to be on to talk about what's ahead. Appreciate that. So, Get right into it. Uh, obviously, you know, going from the big old uh, Big Apple, obviously Brooklyn, uh, to uh-huh. to Minnesota. What's the transition been like for you? Uh, you know, it's been smooth. Everybody's been um, everybody's been welcoming, and I've uh, been able to get out to Minneapolis a, a few times to continue to meet people, uh, find a place to live for crying out loud, and um, and just kind of get a sense of the the new surroundings. And so, I, I just really appreciate you know, all the love and how everyone's helped make this an easy transition. So I'll be out there for good come um, training camp, and, and I'm really looking forward to that. Good, good. I'd be remiss if I didn't briefly touch on your time in Brooklyn. Obviously, got to be a part of some special groups there. And obviously, myself, I'm a big foodie, uh, so I love getting out to, to Manhattan quite a bit. Love the food scene. Um, <laughs> what was your experience like there? you have any favorite restaurants? Like, what, what did you like to do while you were out there? Any, any lasting memories that you'll carry with you at yeah, I, you know, I'll, 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 I'll always have a connection to, um, to Brooklyn and that community. And, you know, I, I grew up in Indianapolis, and so I, I'll always have a connection to Indianapolis. And then even though I was only in Brooklyn for a short time, it was really transformational, you know, for my life. And I'm excited for this journey in Minneapolis, but it wouldn't have materialized without the time and my growth. Uh, in Brooklyn, so I'll always have a um, uh, a connection there for sure. Um, Sweet Chick was probably one of the first restaurants that made me feel like I was at home um, when I was in Brooklyn, and just kind of grew, developed a relationship with the people there. And I'm a big breakfast breakfast brunch kind of guy, and so it was a great spot for that. And so, um, so that that's number one that pops into my mind. But there's there's way too many restaurants to name i mean you could just i i lived there for five years and i barely scratched the surface of all the amazing food and restaurant places that i could pop into and get a great meal um but i'm but i'm i'm, I'm already learning all the amazing restaurants um in minneapolis too so um so no it's been a it's it's been a um amazing journey the time in brooklyn was great the franchise was extremely good to me the fan base was great um, and it's just kind of sets the stage for what um, I'm getting ready to step into uh, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, definitely. I will uh, I'll kick it over to Evan for the next one. I'm going to, but between you and I, I'm going to send you a list. Minneapolis, St. Paul's got some of the most low key restaurants seen in the game. Shout out to Lucali, by the way, in Brooklyn, best pizza in the country. But um, <laughs> big time, big time food scene that if you have never been to the cities, man, I, I'm, I'm going to send you a list after this. Unbelievable. Please do. So I got. Please you. do. Please do. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So you've made you've kind of started transition over here, uh, Grady. What's your? I saw you going to the state fair. You check that out, and everyone in Minnesota <laughs> listening, we love the state fair here in Minnesota. So what? What did you think of Minnesota State Fair? Let let let's hear it. Yeah, no, it, it legit blew me away, and I'm not blowing smoke or anything like that. I was surprised at how many people, and you know, I was told people said it's one of the largest in the country. I think Texas State Fair may be the only one that's larger. Um, so I was literally blown away that it was. Um, you know, my stepson was like, "This is like 
Disney World in size and mass. Like it's nuts. And so um, the food was terrific. Uh, I tried a number of different things from the uh, was it Sweet Martha's cookies to the the corn on the cob, which was uh, which was amazing. Um, lobster on a stick. Uh, my stepson had a fried Snickers. Uh, I'm 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 leaving some things out, um, but I'm still working off the food that I ate at the state fair, and it was that was over a week ago. <laughs> Did you get a good taste of uh, the the how hungry the fan base is here for a Wolves Wolves wins? I know you I saw you, I saw you signing a bunch of autographs, taking pictures. I, I'm I'm sure you met a lot of of, of exciting fans. So curious yeah, what, what your yeah. first impression is of, of is, uh, is is of the fans. I got it. I, I'm looking forward to getting more into it. I got a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a taste of it. Um, but I know that the appetite is growing and I cannot wait for, you know, the pre we, we've got one preseason game and, um, and then we'll jump into the regular season. But I know that getting through media day and then training camp's going to get underway and there'll be little events and things like that, you know, Hopefully, we're, um, I can be around more of the fans and just get their sense of enthusiasm to come to something season because this team is right. But the fan base and I, we certainly saw that. I think the nation saw that in that playing game against the Clippers and then moments against the, the Grizzlies, just how dynamic and just how wild this fan base can be and how they deserve a winner and how they provide juice for this basketball team. That's true of any franchise. You know, Golden State has an amazing fan base. Um, you know, Boston, you know, amazing fan base. We can go down the line of teams that have a great fan base. Um, but that connection between the people in the building, the people in the community and the team and the energy that the fan base provides it's huge. And in a Western conference that's so tight this upcoming season on paper, mm -hmm. um, having juice at Target Center every home game is going to be massive. Yeah, it, I was at the plan game in person. I can tell you that it, it was quite the experience. I've not been in something like that in Minnesota probably my entire life. And so it's... <laughs> It's uh, I mean, I remember back in the day when KG was there and it was rocking that building. I mean, every, every day, but that was, I think it's, it's the, what, what you said, like fans deserve it here. It's been so long in Minnesota since they've had something to cheer about. And so I think that really changed the culture last year. I think Patrick Beverly brought a lot to the Timberwolves and of course the emergence of Anthony Edwards, which I'm sure you're excited about here, being able to call games for that kid. But, um, yeah, I think we saw the Target Center start to change. We saw fans start to get excited again here, and, and the attendance went way up. So I think you're walking into just a great, great spot, Grady, because I think the Timberwolves are going to be the talk of the state. I think the excitement is at an all-time high here. Uh, and I, I think that's amazing, and I think that, you know, all the teams can feed off of each other. You know, it's it doesn't have to be – broken up or anything like that you know vikings fans can get just excited about uh timberwolves fans and twins fans and wild and just down the list it's a, it's a it's a sports community it's a sports state and um there's enough there's enough love to go around and so the exciting thing about it um to your point is we're just getting started you know that 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 moment with <laughs> pat on the scores table and 
pumping up the crowd and and the run against the Grizzlies, which unfortunately fell short. Um, that's not that's not the end, and that's not even the middle of the chapter of, of the book. This we're just getting started, and I think that's the real exciting thing, given the the youth on this roster. You mentioned Anthony Edwards being just twenty one years old. I mean, it, it's going to be a um, it's going to it's going to be a wild ride. It'll have its it'll have its share of ups and downs, um, but one thing for sure is going to be absolutely entertaining. I am curious. Yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be very entertaining. I am curious. Just your initial thoughts when when a lot's changed. I mean, over the past couple months with this team. I mean, this mm-hmm. team. Rudy Gobert came in. I'd love to get just just your initial thoughts on on that move and and just how much that elevates this 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 franchise for sure. I mean, he's he's someone that from your perspective, you get to see him in a different light than the casual fan who maybe just looks at a box score. Uh, but but yeah. just the type of impact you think he can have with D'Lo and and Cat. Jaden McDaniels and that group. I, I I think he is a huge difference maker in terms of um, being a a rim protector and how uh, Finch decides to utilize him. Um, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch um, because they can throw a number of different lineups out there to be effective on any given night. Um, uh, from a from a human standpoint, with Rudy Gobert. I feel like he's always kind of had his back against the wall. You know, he's won the Defensive Player of the Year awards. He's, you know, been an all, been an All Star, um, but I don't know that he feels. And I look forward to getting to know him and talking to him. Whether he feels like he's gotten the respect that he truly deserves, and if that serves as a motor for him, then that alone should get Timberwolves fans excited. On top of his raw talent, because once the trade was announced. A lot of people were saying, you know, for Rudy, all this given up for Rudy. So for a guy who already has a chip on his shoulder, if he was aware of some of these comments that people were saying about the deal and how much, you know, was, was you know, finger quote, given up for him, um, that's even more fuel. Try to prove to everyone that this was a bargain. This was a great deal. Uh, on the Timberwolves side. And um, again, I think the versatility on the roster, one of the things I like with, with watching Rudy is, of course, his rim protection and the versatility mm-hmm. that he provides on the defensive side of the ball. But even on the offensive end, the fact that he, you know, for anybody who's watching Eurobasket or, or watch games with um, Utah these past few years, his movement and activity as a big man, um, I mean, he... He, I mean, he is in constant motion. He's setting screens. He's moving up. Like, he's not a stationary big man. He's actually active and moving around on the offensive on the offensive side of the floor. And so for, for spacing purposes, to create um, driving lanes for D'Lo and, and, and Ant and, and give an opportunity for Cat for himself to, I know he's a big man, but we've watched him blossom as a three-point shooter and one of the best three-point shooters, if not one of the best three-point shooting big men um, to play this game. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that you can have a guy down low to help clean up the offensive glass, um, allow Cat more freedom to remain on the outside while not sacrificing things on the interior, I think is going to be really interesting to see. It's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, and I think another thing I want to briefly touch on, you know, it's one thing when a, a free agent 
you know, comes from Brooklyn to Minnesota, you, you know, a lot of times people think, why would he leave Brooklyn for Minnesota? I think the same question can be asked to you. Uh, you know, what about Minnesota may have made you pull the trigger and say, yep, let's do it. I'm leaving Brooklyn. I'm going to Minnesota. <laughs> well, well, again, um, uh, it, there'll, there'll always be love, love in Brooklyn. And I, I think for anybody who has, you know, a dream growing up, whatever it is that they, they want to be, and you put in the work and, and time and, and you're patient and you're learning and you're enjoying literally every step of the journey. Every job that I've had over the course of you know my career, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I could have done those jobs for the rest of my you know work life. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could have done it. Um, I, genuinely lo- I genuinely love doing the sideline reporting and getting to know the players and telling their stories and being a storyteller in that respect. Um, but since I was a junior in high school, uh, really a sophomore in high school, I knew I wanted to do play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was solidified my junior year, calling high school games on the east side of Indianapolis. And um, uh, I, I, that was my North Star. That's what I, that's what I desired. Um, but I love media in general. I loved radio, I loved television, and I held just about every job you could imagine um, along the way. So when I, got to, when I got to Brooklyn and I was able to learn from Iron Eagle, um, uh, one of the best to ever do it. Learn from Ryan Rucco, who's tremendous in this business and does great work for not only Yes Network, but ESPN, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever those guys had nights off, um, I would step in to do the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to be able to call some amazing games, a 28-point uh, comeback at Madison Square Garden, uh, a 51-point performance from Kevin Durant, a 60-point performance from Kyrie Irving. You know, I had a number of great games um, over the past few seasons. And I was doing about 10 games a year. Um, I was doing uh, national games from, for NBA TV as well. Um, but it, it feeds that appetite to want to do more and to mm-hmm. do more. So in the off-season and when your contract is getting close to expiring, you're looking at the landscape and seeing what opportunities are out there. And um, and when the Timberwolves, you know, came to the table and I got had conversations and learning what the team is all about, because, you know, with Brooklyn and with the Nets, we only have one visit a year to Minneapolis. Right. <laughs> and so learning more about the franchise and, and learning about the community and talking to, you know, the higher ups within the franchise and having a conversation with Glenn Taylor and his wife and you know, A-Rod and, and, and Mark Laurie and, um, and then talking to my, talking to my wife about it, mm-hmm. uh, ended up being a, ended up being a no brainer for me. So, um, an opportunity to be one of 30, um, play by play announcers in the association and a dream that I had as a, as a kid, um, to step into this situation with, again, a talented and a damn good basketball squad uh is it's huge and and um means a lot to me uh personally to have this opportunity and i and i'm excited about uh getting rolling i love it i love it who are you looking forward to calling like the most like are you are you imagining in your head like lob dunks to rudy gobert are you imagining posterizing dunks from anthony edwards like like what are you <laughs> like do you have things in your head flowing already like that you're imagining for the games yeah, you know, uh, right now my, my whole thing is is um, 
getting to know everybody and um, and getting to know the team, which will come. And I'm watching, I'm, I'm in the process of watching, you know, every game from, from last season. Just for me personally, something that I, I want to do to just know um, uh, the returning players, kind of know their game inside out, get, get an understanding of how Finch runs his offense, um, the ebb and flow, the peaks and valleys of last season, getting that storyline. Because at the end of the day, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a storyteller, you know, um, uh, JP and I will be telling the story of this basketball team from day one, you know, game one through game 82 through the postseason. So that's number one for me is getting to know these guys. And then on top of that, man, look, there are some teams in the league that, that have some great highlights that get a lot of run, you know, on social media. You know, you're always going to see a Giannis dunk, a LeBron dunk, a Steph three-pointer, Zion's back. You're going to see a lot of his highlights. Um, I, it is, it is wild the number of spectacular plays that, that happen on any given night with this Timberwolves team. Um, whether it's Ant posterizing somebody or having a spectacular dunk. Um, Cat was shooting a lot of threes, but he was dunking on dudes too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> quite a bit this past season. You bring Rudy Gobert in the mix and, and, and what the pick and roll and lobs will look like with Rudy, the block shots that he's going to have. Um, Jaden McDaniels expecting him to make a big jump this upcoming season. Um, uh, D'Angelo Russell with his craftiness with the basketball, um, ability to get to the cup, but also knock down rainbow threes. Um, there's going to be plenty of opportunities. And so as a play-by-play guy, yeah, you're salivating at the opportunity to be able to, to um, uh, be a part of some spectacular plays. Uh, over the course of the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm itching to be able to tell the story of this team with JP and, and, and um, hopefully get the, the, the TV viewing audience, you know, um, be a part of the excitement when there are spectacular plays. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Grady, what – sorry to cut you off, Trevor. I just got to ask, uh, have you talked to Jim Pete yet? Like, how, how's that been? Like, what do, you, what do you think of Jim Pete's work? And are you excited to work with him? Yeah, you know, his um his rep- his reputation preceded him. You know, he's long been considered one of the best color an- analysts uh in the NBA and 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 for good reason. You know, he knows the game well. Obviously he knows his team and he knows his community and you know, um um extremely well given his given his background and being a Minnesota guy. Um and so and so he, he, he first and foremost just have love and respect for for all that he has meant to the community and what he's meant to the team and then a, a great deal of respect for his basketball knowledge which is on display um every game and so um so yeah i was able to uh, my family we were able to go out to eat with uh uh jp and his wife and and we can continue to communicate um and look forward to getting together again uh very soon and just um again strengthen strengthening that relationship so uh, I think what's I think what you see in the the best TV um, tandems and crews in the association is, and I experienced this in Brooklyn, is that um, you know when there's a when there's a genuine relationship when there's a genuine you know friendship and um, uh, respect and for each other. Uh, it makes for a great viewing experience. And so mm-hmm. the relationship that I have with Ian Eagle, Ian's relationship with Sarah Kusta, going back to those Brooklyn days when Ryan would come in 
his relationship with everybody starts with everybody's love for the game and then and then love and respect for each other as people and it makes it an enjoyable experience for everybody watching genuine, genuine the banter between each other is genuine and so um so i'm excited about building that relationship um not just with jp but with uh with katie and i know marnie won't be won't be traveling we'll be doing, doing a lot of studio stuff but um, Marty's a legend, um, and, uh, and, and everybody else, you know, Rebecca Brunson, um, there, there, there's a lot of people that I'm excited to meet and get to know, and oh, and I, and I, and I'm excited for everybody to see that relationship grow in real time. So, um, love, lo love JP <laughs> and I, and I can't wait to get working with him. Yeah, that's, it's great to hear that. And then Jim Pete's a special, special guy. You got a bunch of special people, you know, over at Valley Sports North. And I think that uh, you fall into that category. And I think you and Jim Pete are going to make a very, very special duo. And as as, as lucky as you, you kind of mentioned you were to be here, I think uh, Minneapolis and, and Timberwolves fans are going to be lucky to have you, Grady. Really appreciate you hopping on. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to send you a list of restaurants right after this. I hope, <laughs> I hope you share some feedback, whether good or bad. Keep it real with me. I, I just trying to set you up yeah. for success. I won't take it personal, but I'm going to send you that. And, uh, <laughs> but really I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, and I'm going to check it out. I'm a, um, I'm a foodie in my own right. Um, um, and so I, when I tell you that I'm going to check out, uh, the spots on the list, I'm going to check out the spots. So I'll give you feedback for sure. <laughs> love it, love it. And follow him on Twitter at Grady, G-R-A-D-Y. Very lucky to have him. Him and Jim Pete are going to make a special duo with a special team. Looking forward to a big season ahead. Grady, can't thank you enough. Enjoy the rest of your week. Sure, Evan. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Go Wolves. Bye, guys. <laughs>